everybody. Welcome back to the Tipsy Ghost. We're your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hey, guys. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, Lindsay. Happy birthday to you. I said dear, so. Thank you. I also appreciated your finger dancing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I appreciated, Boyson, your melody. You carry the melody. Yeah, you, oh, never, you never sing. I have never once here. in my life heard that. <laughs> <laughs> never Today's once. your day. There's You've the first time. the melody. It's not only my day. It's, it's Lindsay's day. day. It's my day. <laughs> in like three days. But thank you. No, it's today. Okay. Today um, in podcast world. Am I allowed to open my present? Please. Okay. <clears throat> I get a card that says Linda on it. Linda. Only for Linda. Oh, it's Gus. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I got really. It's bad. not really. It's not really Gus, but the card has a black pug on it. Yes, it looks exactly like us in a like a jean jacket. Says we're in the years between wagging and sagging. <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> I hate it so much, but I love it. <laughs> and then I got a half price books gift card yes i went in there for the first time to get that shut the front door that was your first time going in there i walked out with an antique medical book you didn't tell me they have antiques yes they got lots of stuff girl. i thought it was like barnes and noble but discount huh, i did too no there are books like people sell their books back and so you, there's lots of fun stuff so now you're gonna be going back to half price right yeah i go there literally almost every week Keep an eye out for antique medical books. Okay. I just look. I browse. I get in trouble for buying too much, so I just browse. Well, now you have a gift card. You can buy whatever you now want. I have a gift card. Yes. Oh, I got a coffee mug that says best friend, and I'm assuming <laughs> that it is Webster's Dictionary version definition. Yep. Oh, wait. Sure. No, it is not. Hold on. <laughs> I started reading. I don't know. <laughs> well, because I just read the first one, which says, an especially close and trusted companion. And then the second says, a highly regarded, loyal confidant who knows all, understands your weirdness, and loves you anyway. Um, defined by Webster. <laughs> this one is the one that clued me in. It was not Webster. <laughs> Number three, one with whom you have bonded over many bottles of wine, <laughs> late night gossiping, and inside jokes. Oh, that was Miriam. <laughs> that was her Miriam. edition. <laughs> she came out. See also, BFF, bestie, partners in crime, thick as thieves. And inside is another present. Jeez, you guys. We really went all out. You really did. It's all about gifts on gifts on gifts. Gifts on gifts on gifts. <laughs> it is a necklace and it's got an L on it for Lindsay or Linda. And it's got a book. A little book charm. Yes. Well, I think rose it, gold. I think it's a locket. Is it? It's a locket. You got me a locket? Can I put a picture of you guys in it? Yeah. I don't know. If <laughs> you can get it to fit. That's a very tiny locket. You got to open it up and see if it'll fit. Okay. Because it looks. Down at the bottom. Tiny. You're so much smarter than me. Thank you. That's the <laughs> nicest thing you've ever said. Is it better than carrying the melody? Yes. Yeah, to shrink our heads down teeny tiny. I don't want to like, I don't know if it is a locket. I don't want to break it. I know for a fact it is. It is. You All won't right. break it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> There's you already a picture it? of them in there. <laughs> How did you get your picture so small? <laughs> it was a lot of hard work. And teamwork. Oh team my gosh. effort. And it literally has a picture of each of their faces. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I am dead. <laughs> People are going to be like, oh my gosh, that log I'm like, yes, look. <laughs> it's not my children. <laughs> <laughs> or my husband. 
my beloved family. <laughs> Only you guys would get me a locket with your faces in it. Yes. <laughs> I need to know whose idea this was. Well, Sarah sent me the link, and so I, we got it. And then I was like, should we put our faces? And she's like, yeah, that's why we got it. <laughs> that's why we bought her this locket. So... <laughs> This is one of the best big presents I've ever gotten in my life. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> it's super thoughtful, but also really hilarious. <laughs> I'm so glad you like it. It was a lot of thought that went into that one. I, <laughs> I, I jokingly said about putting your picture in it, and you guys just sat there. That's a great idea, Lindsay. You should do that. Now I can't get it back in the packaging, though. I All right, hold on. I will put it on after that. I open the last present. Okay. All right. <laughs> I haven't even gotten to it. So many things. It is a candle that says Hogwarts Library, and it says wood, leather, old books. Yes. I distinctly remember you guys talking about oh my gosh, that smells amazing. loving the smell, smell of, of old books. books. Did you guys smell it? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. It smells a little bit more like men's cologne, but mm-hmm. it smells delightful. No, I like it. It still smells very yeah. good. It I don't think does. I would call it old books, but I see I what they were go- going yeah. for. I mean, yeah. I get I'm a library like, feel. Mm-hmm. And kind of like a fireplace feel. I got leather for sure. Leather yeah. for sure. <laughs> Harry Potter. You guys. And books. <laughs> what more do I need did in my we, life? Did you do a good job? <laughs> you did a great job. Thank you guys both so much. You're welcome. My final gift is a story with a PowerPoint. <gasps> okay, yay. That is a great gift. Let me thank do you. my final. Thank you guys for my gifts. I appreciate it so much. You are welcome. And I love you both. It was very sweet. <laughs> we I'm love glad you too. like it. We love you. Okay, now I want to hear your story. <laughs> okay. Do you guys want to hear about the first time that fairies were ever caught on camera? Of course. <gasps> fairies like the Fae. Yes. The Fae? It's like a fictional thing. <laughs> Just go with it. It's it's nonfiction because they're real. <laughs> In like fantasy novels, fairies are called Fae. What about, are they sprites? Yeah, there's sprites in fantasy novels. I just still get fiction and nonfiction mixed up in my head. Nonfiction is not not real, and the two knots cross each other out, so it means real. That didn't help. That's how I remember it. Fiction is fake. That's a very backwards way of looking at it. That's how I remember. Fiction is fake. Yeah. Yeah. Two negatives cancel each other out. Nonfiction is not not fiction. (laughs) What? Not not real. Uh, Oh, my word. No. Fiction. No. Fiction is fake. Nonfiction is... Not fake. fake. Fiction is not real. Nonfiction is not not real, which means real because the two knots. Tell her to stop doing the word you said. (laughs) That's the only way I can remember it as a kid. The double negatives. So this is a not not real. No, she's saying fairies are real. They are not not real. This is nonfiction story. Got it. Which means not not real. I'm with you now. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about the fairies. Okay, these are the Cottingley fairies. Okay. Oh, okay. Cottingly fairies. Cottingly. Yes. Okay. Uh, so in 1917, nine-year-old Frances Griffiths and her mom. Okay. okay. <laughs> yes. I just said her, but it's her mom. We're living with Frances's aunt and her 16-year-old daughter, Elsie. Oh, I like that name. So Frances and Elsie. The two young cousins would often play together beside the stream near the house, which was annoying to their mothers because they would come back with muddy, wet clothes. <laughs> they were going to say paws. Muddy paws. 
Muddy yes, muddy paws. <laughs> but they said that they only kept going back to see the fairies. So huh. think they're in the back garden next to a stream, and they see some fairies. Okay, I'm feeling unsure. <clears throat> so they said that they kept going back to see the fairies, mm-hmm. and their moms were like, "That's cute." Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. is it as cute for a sixteen-year-old? A six-year-old, yes. It's nine and sixteen. Yeah, so sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. Mm-hmm. So to prove it, Elsie borrowed her dad's camera, and for context, the camera was called a Midge quarter plate, and it looked like the boxy briefcase with a, a hole on the side of it. Yeah, okay. back in those days. For reference, seventeen. Here is a picture. It was not as convenient to carry around. As it's no iPhone. It's no iPhone. But okay, it sure is not. About thirty minutes later, they came back with the camera, and they said that they caught the fairies on camera. Okay. So Elsie's dad was an amateur photographer who had his own dark room, so they were able to get the photo developed pretty quickly, especially for those times. The picture was developed, and it showed Francis behind a bush with fairies dancing on top of it. What? Hold Please save on. your save your comments for the end. Okay. Uh, oh, I have so many comments. <laughs> <laughs> Elsie's <Huh>. dad <laughs> just thought that the girls had put a little cardboard cutout on right. the bush, and he dismissed the whole thing. He's yeah. like, you guys are ridiculous. Until two months later, when the girls asked to borrow the camera again, and again returned with a picture of fairies. This time, Elsie was sitting and holding her hand out to a winged creature. Winged creature. Winged Saving my questions and comments. Perfect. At this point, her dad is getting exasperated by what he considered to be a prank. Uh, But his wife, Polly, Elsie's mom, was excited and believed that the photos were authentic. But he thought that the girls must have tampered with his beloved camera, so he refused to let them use it again. So towards the end of 1918, Frances sent a letter to a friend in Cape Town, South Africa, where she was from, and enclosed was a photo of herself with the fairies and wrote on there, it's funny, I never used to see them in Africa. It must be too hot for them there. So Elsie's mother went public with the photos in 1919, so two years later, when Mm -hmm. she attended a meeting of the Theosophical Society. Theosophical. The lecture was on... I don't know what... Theosophy. Theo is God. Am I googling theosophy? Theosophy. Any of a number of philosophies maintaining that a knowledge of God may be achieved through spiritual ecstasy, direct intuition, or something else. Okay. Spiritual philosophy. Basically, I think it's it sounds to me like an offshoot of spiritualism. It's gotcha. kind of between spiritualism and maybe Christianism. Is Christianism a word? <laughs> no, Christianity. <laughs> I like Christianism. You're doing great. <laughs> Theosophy sounds like a made-up word. Yes. yes. I feel like we've said it before and had the same discussion about how it sounds I wrongly pronounced have. and yeah. made up. The lecture was on fairy life. And at the end of the show, she showed the two photos to the speaker, who was super impressed. Uh, a few months later, the photos were displayed at the society's annual conference, where they were noted noticed by leading member Edward Gardner. Basically, he's the head of theosophy. He is the theosopher. Mm-hmm. Lead theosophist? Yes. 
Yes, of vegetarianism. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. I'm just gonna string together lots of you can say vegetarianist. <laughs> it's a made up word. <laughs> Don't ask me to say it twice. <laughs> uh, Gardner sent the prints and the original glass plate negatives to photography expert Harold Snelling, who concluded that quote the two negatives are entirely genuine, unfaked photographs with no trace whatsoever of studio work involving card or paper models end quote so basically he's saying yeah it's legit too legit to quit i was just getting ready to say that nailed it oh my god mc hammer took that from him (laughs) so this photography expert did not outright say that the photos showed fairies he simply said quote these are straightforward photographs of whatever was in front of the camera at the time Author and spiritualist, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. (gasps) Yes. Of? Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Learned of the photos from an editor. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was thinking. Is Sherlock Holmes fiction or nonfiction? He is real. (laughs) Which is? is Nonfiction. Nice. Good job. He's not You're wrong, but... <laughs> I know. I know. But he's a made-up character. The man himself is nonfiction. I was yes. testing the fiction-nonfiction thing. <laughs> I got again. it right. <laughs> <laughs> she got that part right. So he learned of the photos from an editor of a spiritualist publication. At this time, at the time, Doyle had been commissioned to write a magazine article on fairies. So these photos couldn't have come at a better time for him. Wanting to do a little due diligence, though, Doyle contacted our friend, Mr. Gardner, mm-hmm. um, the leading member of Theosophy. To the Theosopher. <laughs> yes. To determine the background of the photos. He also wrote to Elsie and her dad for permission to use the prints in his article, and they were happy to let him do it. They knew of him, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. We won't even charge him. So, still wanting to be certain, Gardner and Doyle sought a second opinion from Kodak. The company. The camera company? The camera company themselves. Several of their technicians examined the prints, and they all concluded that the photos showed no signs of being faked, but they also said that even so, this could not be taken as conclusive evidence that they were authentic photographs for of, of fairies. So for this reason, Kodak declined to issue a certificate of authenticity, mm-hmm. but Gardner believed that the Kodak technicians didn't examine the photos entirely objectively. Uh, essentially saying that they had some preconceived bias when it came to fairies because one of their technicians was quoted as saying, as fairies couldn't be true, the photos must have been faked somehow. They're prejudiced against the fae. They are prejudiced prejudiced against the fae. How dare they? Huh. And... (laughs) Okay. I'm still over here thinking about how could you even develop a prejudice against fairies? You just don't believe they're real. That's... Okay. Mm Hmm. I guess. <laughs> so in 1920, Gardner went to meet with Elsie's family in person. Mm-hmm. So by that time, Francis and her family had moved out of the house. But Elsie's dad told him that he had been so convinced that the girls had faked the photos that while they were away, he scoured the areas by the stream and in their bedroom looking for any evidence of scraps of pictures, cutouts, really anything. But he didn't ever find anything incriminating. So Gardner really believed in the story and in the the photos. Um, He found the family to be honest and respectable. So to prove the 
authenticity <clears throat> beyond any further doubt. He brought a special folding plate camera, which is the black boxy accordion style uh, camera. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And he told the girls to go out and play on nice days and take some pictures, thinking the, the brighter the light, the better the pictures would be so that they sure. could authenticate them. At this time, Francis was invited back to Elsie's for the summer so that they could take more pictures of the fairies. They were told to take the camera out on nice days and if they felt like it, to take pictures. He was trying to be not really pushy and just say, hey, you know, if you feel like it, here's this camera. It's really cool. You should take some pictures. If not, that's fine. So the weather wasn't great until mid-August. Plus, they had to convince one of the moms to leave because she just wanted to sit outside and watch to see the fairies. But they said that the fairies <laughs> wouldn't come out if... Anybody with but them was there. Mm, were there. Yeah. So Convenient. it took a little bit, but the girls did end up taking several photos, and three of them appeared to show fairies. One was of Frances with a fairy close to her nose. What? I mean, that's a really pretty picture. The second was of <laughs> a fairy either hovering or maybe tiptoeing on a branch and offering Elsie a flower. These are really good pictures. I was honestly thinking the same thing. Like for these are probably, probably the first cameras, like they are very well detailed. The third is just of the fairies out and about. <laughs> just, you know, wandering in the grass. Yes. So <sighs> can I ask a question about the camera? My, you can. I just didn't know if they, you know, like now you can take a picture instantly, but do they have to like do the long exposure or anything mm -hmm. like that? It's a great question. You'll have to ask Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Let's exhume his body. Yeah. I, I don't know. I assume that it wasn't as quick as it is now. Sure. But I'm, I'm not sure. If their wings are fluttering, they'd be moving. Like they're not just in air yeah. still. Yeah, because for those listening, they look like beautiful still photos. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All in black and white. Mm -hmm. And they are... But they're very detailed. They're, they look great. Except for the one we're looking at right now where it's just them in the field. The <laughs> others, they're like <laughs> hovering. So they're like in the air. But their yeah. wings are completely still. That's why I was... But also they're all from the side. So the plates with the pictures were well packed and sent to Gardner, who then sent a very excited telegram to Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Remember, so Doyle was a spiritualist, and mm -hmm. he was hoping that the photos would be able to convince the public of the existence of fairies and then open the door for wide acceptance of other psychic phenomenon or other phenomenon that people weren't accepting at the time. But the public opinion of the photos was pretty mixed, so some were intrigued, if not a little puzzled. But several were not convinced and chalked it up to the children kind of pulling one over on the adults. Um, and a few skeptics even mentioned that the fairies looked suspiciously like the traditional fairies of nursery tales and that they had very fashionable hairstyles. <laughs> they are some fashionistas. Gardner visited a final time in 1921, bringing even more cameras, and this time he brought occultist Jeffrey Hodson. Uh, during this visit, neither of the girls claimed to see fairies, but it was Jeffrey Hodson who said that he saw fairies everywhere. Mm. So by this time, the girls were kind of over the whole fairy situation and later admitted that when Hodson was there, they were just playing along with him and they considered him to be a fake. 
Maybe because he said that he saw the fairies everywhere, and they're like, no, they're they're not here. <laughs> Those are called they're visual like hallucinations. You're wrong. Public interest also waned soon after. So the girls grew up. They each got married. They moved on. Elsie was contact contacted by a reporter in 1966, and she admitted that the fairies might have been a figment of her imagination, but they left the possibility open that she believed that she had somehow managed to photograph her thoughts. Mm. BBC investigated the case in 1971, but Elsie stuck to her story and said, I've told you that they're photographs of figments of our imagination, and that's what I'm sticking to. And they were interviewed again in 1976, and they both admitted that a rational person doesn't see fairies, but they again denied having fabricated the photos. Two years later, in 1978, a, skept a scientific skeptic and a team from the Lindsay's favorite committee, mm -hmm. the Committee for the Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal. I love them. They examined the photos using some sort of computer enhancement process, and they concluded that the photos were faked and that strings could be seen supporting the fairies, which I think is pretty impressive for the 1970s because yeah. I wasn't alive then, but I was alive in the 80s and 90s, and especially the 90s, I remember computers then, and you sure could not see strings on mm -hmm. pictures. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were just looking with a magnifying glass. Maybe. Or a so. microscope. A microscope. A Microsoft microscope. <laughs> <laughs> the first computer. Yes. So finally in 1983, the cousins admitted that the photos had been faked. And although they both maintained that they really had seen fairies, they just weren't able to capture them on, them on camera. Elsie had copied illustrations of dancing girls from a popular children's book and drew wings on them. They said that they had then cut out the cardboard figures and supported them with hat pins, disposing of their props in the stream after the photos had been taken, which is interesting to me because this uh, paranormal committee to rule out any fun basically <laughs> said that they had um, <laughs> strings, but there weren't any strings. It was just hat pins. Okay. So in an interview in 1985, Elsie said that she and Francis were too embarrassed to admit the truth after fooling Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And which, lots of other people. <laughs> but he's kind of the coolest one. Well, yeah. Francis said that they never thought of it as a fraud, though, and that they were honestly just having fun. Um, and Francis died in 1986, and Elsie died in 1988. So just a, about five years after they admitted the truth, they, they both passed away. Yeah. And in 1988, prints of their photos, along with a few other items, including a first edition of Doyle's book, The Coming of the Fairies, were sold at auction <laughs> oh, no. in London for almost 22,000 pounds. Oh, Doyle. Oh, Doyle. Was that? No, probably wasn't meant to be a dirty play on words. But I knew you went dirty with that. <laughs> How can I not? No, the fairies are just arriving. <laughs> I'm glad you told me to hold my comments till the end because I was going to be like, is this the beginning of Photoshop? Is that what this is? <laughs> yes. Because they of. look <laughs> very much Photoshopped in. Yeah. So we'll post them all on our yeah. socials. Mm -hmm. They, it's kind of, I think for the time it was very impressive. Sure. Knowing what cameras and things can do now. Very it's, creative of them. It's not. I mean, they're beautiful pictures, so. Yeah, that's uh -huh. what I mean. They, they, the girls look beautiful, and the fairies look beautiful. 
<laughs> that one in specific, the the first one with like four or five fairies in front of her, they all just look like flat pieces of paper turned to the side. That's what it looks like. Like it looked like cardboard at first. Like to Christmas me. decorations mm-hmm. that people would hang or put I'm, on the Christmas tree. I'm open to the idea of fairies, but yeah. I think that this is pretty impressive that they were able to do that in the 1920s. Yeah. Yes. I'm I mean, impressed. it's very impressive how creative they were and how they were able to do that. I mean, very clever. Yeah. That is the story of the Cottingly fairies. Have you ever seen a fairy? Not personally, no. No? Lindsay? <laughs> no, I've never seen a fairy. <laughs> I'm not either. Okay. Yeah. But that I know of. I hear that if you go to Ireland. Oh. The fairies are just ab- abounding. Abounding. There's an abundance. An abundance. Of fairies. A fae? Mm, yes. Um, I was, was under the impression that fairies were tiny. Yeah, these are bigger fairies than I was thinking. These, these are no are Tinkerbell. Like, these are like a foot long. <laughs> I mean, like this There's fairy than her head. that she's staring at. Yeah, it's <laughs> the size of her head. Yeah, if you look at um, like the Arboretum in Kansas has uh, mm. fairy gardens. and But they're this, these tiny, tiny little <laughs> little houses. Yeah. And little statues. I don't know. They, these ones just look very large to me. Maybe I've been looking for the wrong fairies. This Maybe whole so. time, they were right in front of my face. Literally. giant <laughs> floating Maybe bodies. Maybe a bat is the cousin of a fairy. I've never looked oh hard enough gosh. at them. Mm-mm. Not going to, either. Thank you for giving me that nightmare. <laughs> You're welcome. Like it was bat wings with a human face? Yes. <laughs> I mean, those are the size of bats. Oh, no. You're right. Thank you for that story. I have... Never heard that story before. Oh, you're welcome. That is very interesting. It was. I just thought that you'd appreciate... No. (laughs) I knew it was your birthday episode, so I was looking at paranormal hoaxes. Oh. Oh, special for you. Special for you. It was. Thank you. You're welcome. I was just thinking fairies. We've never done fairies, so that's clever. Mm -hmm. Yes. Unless you count Mothman. Is Mothman a fairy? No. Uh He's a moth. He's his own person, okay? (laughs) He's his own cryptid. He's his own cryptid. He's his own festival. (laughs) <laughs> for God's sake. Give him some credit. Yeah. He does. He does. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in this week to Boydson's Commuter episode. You can always find us at thetipsyghost.com and find our socials linked from there or send us an email at thetipsyghost at gmail.com. Please give us a five-star rating and a great review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it and it really does help. All right, guys. We will catch you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Happy birthday. Thank you. Bye. Happy birthday. <laughs>